Broadcasting from the Sheridan Community Federal Credit Union Studio, News Talk 930, KROE Sheridan. Now on 103.9 FM. KROE Sheridan. From the simplest to the most complex electrical applications, Jackson Electric has the knowledge, the experience, and the reputation to meet and exceed any electrical need or requirement. Jackson Electric's expertise even includes phone systems, data systems, LED lighting systems, fire alarm systems, and irrigation systems. Residential, commercial, industrial, agriculture. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, Jackson Electric does it all at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. The Chamber invites you to celebrate excellence in the community during our 25th Awards of Excellence program February 28th at the Y.O. Theater. We'll celebrate nominees and announce the recipients of the Community Champion, Strength of Sheridan, Business of the Year, and Business Person of the Year Awards. For tickets and information, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org or call 672-2485. The Awards of Excellence are brought to you by the Chamber's community partners with special thanks to the Sheridan Press, Y.O. Theater, Nathan Hans Photography, and Sheridan Media. February is the month of love because when it comes to love, every moment is a gem. Legacy Diamond and Gems invites you to celebrate your timeless bond. Shop their exquisite collection of diamonds and gems, each telling a unique story. You'll find the perfect gift that fits your budget and expresses your love. Legacy Diamond and Gems crafting timeless memories. Visit today and let your love shine brighter than ever at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. The Advocacy and Resource Center's annual Love Shouldn't Hurt fundraiser is February 16th. Don't miss this opportunity to be entertained by the amazing dueling fun piano celebrating healthy relationships and helping violent crime victims. The doors of the Caliph Shrine open at 6 p.m. Get your tickets at our Facebook event or stop by the Advocacy and Resource Center. For more information, call 307-672-7471. It's time for the annual Albert J. Goodwater FFA Alumni Rolling Into the Barn Bash Fundraiser. Saturday, February 24th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. The night includes dinner, online auction, live auction, and music by Exit 53 of Hardin, Montana. Proceeds fund local FFA scholarships and travel expenses. Sponsored by Heartland Kubota, First Federal Bank and Trust, True Built Builders, Waring Chevrolet, ERA Carroll Realty, Handos, CNB Operations John Deere, and Range. From Sheridan Media News, it's time for Open Line Friday. Your chance to join the conversation and talk about what you want to talk about. Call the Jackson Electric Open Line at 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. And now your host for Open Lines, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer. And good morning on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and uh, your chance to talk about what you want to talk about or chime in on what we're going to discuss. We got it, It's been a weird week. It's been a weird week, and we'll get into that. Um, but the poll question, we decided to leave it up another week because mm-hmm. last week we talked about this, but it's been this week was this past week. There was the trial for the uh, Sheridan County commissioners brought by the Sheridan County Republican Party. So it, it seemed that it should have, it seemed that it, that it was a relevant thing again this week. So we left it up and we had a lot 
of votes on this. So. Almost 600 total votes. Wow, there was even more. I checked it yesterday. Yeah, five, 575 as of like a minute ago. So Unreal. Okay, so the question was, Mr. Ron. The first Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question, what will be the outcome of the Shedding Honey Republican Party lawsuit against the four county commissioners? 77% of the votes, 445 out of 575 said nothing. And then 18% removal of the commissioners and a five percent other and that basically just is an extension of what happened the week before because most people are think nothing's going to come out of this and i don't think that it's maybe a vote for the innocence maybe of the of the commissioners i don't think some of it probably but i think the majority of the people are just looking at this going you know, status quo, nothing's going to happen, don't trust government, on and on and so forth. So, yeah, I, I think that's I, I think you have both those in the nothing. Right. You have those that, that think that what the commissioners did was not wrong and they acted within statute. And then you have people saying, well, you know, they'll do nothing, but they'll do nothing because that's what we used to have happening. Right. Um, your opinion was, and mine, according to last week, was we didn't expect anything was going to change. Right. Has that changed since you, you've obviously read the stories yeah. that, that have since, happened since in the trial. Sheridan Media, Cynthia Vinoy, mm-hmm. good job covering. Uh, she was it. there both days, yeah. And uh, basically Judge Sullins has taken it under advisement and uh, said he hopes to have a ruling within the next 30 days. He didn't seem to be too convinced that there was a conspiracy between the four of them, which is essentially what the lawsuit suggests. Right. That's the lawsuit. Oh, they conspired to talk about this, and they didn't want blah, blah, blah. Whatever the case may be, that's that seems to be, anyway, my understanding of what the lawsuit was. And he didn't seem to be too convinced of that based on what yeah, he had said uh, during the trial. Yeah, during the trial, I think he said a couple of times, you know, lead me to that yeah, to that help. water. Yeah, yeah you know, it, well, where, where are you going? and. And tell me how you're getting there and whatnot. And according to the stories, he was, and of course we read other stories as well, that he had basically allowed the uh, prosecution to continue with questions Mm -hmm. that maybe, you know, the (laughs) defense was like, what are you doing? Why are you letting them go there? So he allowed them a little bit of free reign to go there. and And he still, at the end of the day, I don't think was convinced of it. Well, I think it's, you know, something like this, at least in our area, is kind of unprecedented. I mean, this has happened to some extent elsewhere, I'm certain of. Yep. But Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Also, this week, uh, just wanted to mention real quick, um, with the incident that happened earlier this week, sad situation. Um, I was just shocked. Of course, I was in Buffalo when all this happened, but everybody in Buffalo is is just yeah. devastated as well. It's a police officer that was killed, and, and everybody is, you know, upset about it as well. So we just wanted to extend condolences to his family and friends and just say, you know, in, um, indeed. you don't even know what to say. Yeah, it's it's just tragic all around. Right. And so that's it's tough. That's all we'll say about it, but if people want to talk about it, of course, it's a topic that we can we can get into. Later we'll Yeah, we've got a couple of things we want to touch on about that, but um anyway, that's what we're doing today. Numbers you can call if you want to talk to us about anything. 674-4443, 672-5763, and we're going to go ahead and take a break and get that out of the way. We'll come back and we'll get started after this. 
A great meal that benefits a great cause. The Knights of Columbus Lenten Fish Fry Dinner, 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. tonight at 301 East Brundage in Sheridan. Tickets are $15 a person or $60 for a family of five or more. Kids five and under are free. Dine in or take out. Proceeds benefit the Holy Name Catholic School Tuition Assistance Fund. For shut-in delivery, call 672-0936. The Knights of Columbus Fish Fry Dinner tonight at Ronalini Hall, where the Knights of Columbus meet. At Sheridan Funeral Home, we are experienced and skilled professionals who will guide you through your time of loss, listen to your needs and wishes, and take care of every detail. We have deep roots in the Sheridan community. We take pride in being able to lighten the burden as you take the first steps toward healing following your loss. Your needs and wishes are what matter most. Visit SheridanFuneral.com, Sheridan Funeral Home and Cremations, compassionate service for the Sheridan community. So what are Shopaminiums? They combine both commercial and residential elements. Synergy Shopaminiums, a large warehouse space, a full bath, conference area, office, and a laundry. Customized to fit your individual needs. Synergy Shopaminiums, located on Sheridan's East Ridge Road, a customizable condominium unit combining convenience and functionality. Easy access to the interstate and downtown. For more info, call Sheridan Realty Associates to reserve yours today. There are fish under that ice, and they can be worth cash. Get your rod ready for the 4th Annual Rotary Club Ice Fishing Derby at Lake Day Smith, Saturday, February 24th. You'll have a chance to win the $25,000 grand prize and prizes in four categories. $1,000 for largest fish, $300 second place, $200 third, and tag fish worth $250. Tickets are available Derby Day at the lake at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports in Sheridan or online at SheridanRotary.org. Sheridan Rotary's Ice Fishing Derby at Lake Desmond, Saturday, February 24th, being brought to you in part by these great sponsors, Tegler & Associates, Sheridan Media, Interior Images, Century 21 BHJ Realty, Elevate Financial, Aaron Waddell, DYT Creative Marketing Solutions, Dawson & Megan Power Sales, Associates of Century 21 BHJ Realty, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, Stiefel & Odell Construct. The following message is presented by Century 21 BHJ, 101 South Main. Hi, this is Harry Bowling with Kane Funeral Home and Champion Funeral Home. We are sponsoring a nine-week grief support program at no cost to our community. Our first meeting begins Tuesday, February 13th at 1 p.m. To register, call Judy Olson at 672-3336. That's 672-3336. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter, and your chance to talk about what we want to talk about or what you want to talk about. <laughs> hey, hey, we, and, have to, we have to do the proverbial weather thing, though. What do you think of this snow? I think we need it. Yeah. The uh, roads, I you know, it's, it's the same thing. And I, I know that Sheridan County is three times, population-wise, at least three times the size of Johnson County. Right. But on I-90, a major thoroughfare in the country... Why is it that Johnson County's roads on I-90 are always in better shape than Sheridan County? Why? That's a good question. I, I, I realize they have, you know, resources that have to go elsewhere. Right. But you would think that this is like the only major thoroughfare through Sheridan County. You would think that they would make a concerted effort to, you know, sorry, I had to turn my phone off, um, 
to to you know to to scrape it and make it it wasn't terrible i mean it's not like i was off the road but i mean there were snow packed and there were so some times hit, that you were you hit the county line it pretty much once you come up out of piney creek and hit that big hill on the top it right. just kind of goes goes to poo right go, there go south let's just let's just say that <laughs> It goes south, yeah, because that's where you spin around yeah. your head south yeah, we're, like that. We're not talking necessarily about a direction. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, I guess we have a caller. We'll, uh, j- caller, you're on the air on the Jackson Electric open line. Go ahead. Well, thank you, and I must say, since I live on the upsweep of the pass, just before you drop down Piney, I'm in 100% agreement. I also noticed that uh, on the roads. Right. I also noticed that the city of Sheridan, they're pretty good about keeping Main Street and Coffeen and the, the major thoroughfares cleared off, but even the road in front of the newspaper or the parking lot for City Hall yesterday, nah. <laughs> Not so much. Not so much. I was in City Hall yesterday because I attended the Attainable Housing Council meeting yesterday. And, you know, they're, try- they're trying to get that to a-, a wrap down now. They have found where they wish to um, channel the ARP funding, the American Rescue Plan funding for attainable housing. But why I'm making a remark on this is yesterday a couple of things came out. It was a very brief meeting. They did acknowledge formally in the formal setting that these attainable houses where you lease the land from Habitat for Humanity, they will be a land trust, but your mortgage to the structure, that these attainable houses are really built for middle-class incomes. This is not for relief of the poor. This is to assist in providing middle-class income or housing for middle-class income earners. Well, the problem that I have is, and I should also say they mentioned there are four banks in Sheridan that are working on their loans for land leases because this is an unusual situation, land leases. And so these banks are looking into their lending practices, making sure that they've got all their ducks lined up so that they're, you know, doing it correctly. But at any rate, that is in the works. They've got a potential um, contractor, Weston Village, will move forward not to build exclusively um, attainable houses. He will build other types of homes in his development, but about 15, I think, is what Habitat for Humanity is shooting for. So at any rate, what I wanted to say on this is a lot of the consult on this came out of Bozeman. Okay, If you look at Bozeman and how it's grown in the last 20 years and changed, or you look at Jackson Hole, one, you're looking at a model for what perhaps developers, bankers, uh, uh, builders, etc., might like to see happen here in Sheridan, a sort of, I, I jokingly said the other day we could call ourselves Sherry Bow, but property tax. Property tax is a very interesting question because if you were a middle-class wage earner owning a house in or around Sheridan, either in the county or in the city, and you are paying taxes on both your structure and the land underneath it, you, do you want to know that others could enter into a housing arrangement where they don't own the land underneath their structure, so they're paying 
property tax based on kind of like you would on um, um, a trailer house, in effect. I'm not saying the tax will be any cheaper. I'm just saying you're only paying half your property tax. So here we've got the legislature just throwing it around, property tax relief, property tax relief, and we're building potential structures where who's going to pay the property tax on the dirt under those houses? Who is going to pay that if you've got... Habitat for Humanity, oh, we're a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit, so we're kind of like a church. We don't have to pay property tra- tax on our structure, on the dirt. And if there's more and more and more of these built, it shoves the tax burden on a tighter, tighter bunch of residential property owners. And this is not discussed. And so when I asked the Attainable Council, what, it, what about this issue with the property tax? I was instructed, ain't their problem. They're just the gifters of the money. The problem, if there is one, will be a conversation between the assessor and Habitat for Humanities Land Trust. So it's just another area where you rob Peter to pay Paul, in my opinion. And that's all I wanted to say, gentlemen, is as the struggles to birth the new Sheridan, a development community with ambitions to grow by 20,000 people, (laughs) that could happen, (laughs) Um, occurs, you're going to find this stuff coming up more and more. Land trust housing is for middle-class wage earners. It's not. It's not to relieve the poor. It's not. And that's all I wanted to mention. And thank you, gentlemen, for taking the comments. You bet. And that's interesting. And, and exactly, I saw this the other day. I saw a comparison to what was poor, uh, working poor, middle class, all the way up, and compared it to what it was, say, 10 years ago to what it is now. And it's completely different. Yeah. You know, and I'm not struggling per se, my wife and I. And I would say that we're probably lower middle class. You know, I, I'm not making a mint by any, I mean, you know where I work. I'm not making a man, but I'm also not losing stuff, you know, and I've got a little bit of money in the bank. But based on these new figures, I am in the poor category. Interesting. So I wouldn't even be classified as quote unquote middle middle class. So you're not now. rolling in a Cadillac Escalade, is what you're saying, right? Or uh, you know, what's what's the song about Gillette say? <laughs> yeah, two thousand whatever Escalade. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. all those guys that make a ton of money in Gillette. Oh, ain't got 24-inch wheels. Come on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my truck's not falling apart, but it's not new. Yeah. Put it that way. So I got yeah, a 2001 Durango. Wow, yours is older than mine. But is it's it still good shape, good. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, my it, truck it, is, too. It, the previous owner did a fantastic job of keeping that yeah. thing yeah. well. And I always liked those, those like... 2000, 2001, 2002 yeah, Durangos. But a lot of them look like they've been put away wet, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you look at them. Or driven through an off-road Yeah, they just race. have not been right. well taken care of. But I came across one that was and scooped it up. You know what's crazy? My, my wife's family is from Minnesota, and so when we go back there, and you grew up in North Dakota, so you know yeah. this. 
You go back there, and every vehicle, and it seems like the older they get, the worse it is. The rust? But, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the cancer that's all over the wheel literally, wells in there. Literally. It's crazy. When I, when I take 35W to go to school when I was living in Minneapolis, you would be beside someone with literally like a, a, a rear fender that looked like it was about ready to fall off. It yeah. was so rusted. It was scary because it's like, I got to get away from this guy. Uh-huh. This thing's going to fall apart at any point. And the thing is, they're not like... Bad vehicles. No. There, I mean, there's like fairly new vehicles. Exactly. With minimum. If, if there was a 15-year-old vehicle, they're not. Oh, they no. don't have it because they're, <laughs> you know, the engines and the transmissions are still fine, but they're sitting in the yeah. junkyard somewhere, rusted out and it's falling apart. The abundance of salt they put on oh, the, uh, wow. the roads. I was shocked. I'd never seen that. And it's on the highways. Yeah. It's not so much inner city. It's mm-hmm. to get from, you know, all the... Uh, the little towns and cities outside. And the thing of. out there, you know, the speed limits are crazy. You get on those highways out there, it's 55 miles an hour. Man. We haven't driven 55 in Wyoming for decades. And we go back there and you're driving 55. It's like, man, it's like we're standing still. I know. Crazy. Yeah, anyway, trust me. I digress. Um, so <sighs> what the caller said about this, there are legitimate concerns. And there always is. Whenever the government gets involved in this, and I hate to be a anti-government spiel dude, but it's the truth. Every time that they try to get something to help all of us, the way that they go about it seems to be more often than not that there's some unforeseen ridiculous thing that comes out of this that ends up hurting maybe not the people that it was intended to, to you know, right. to help, but it always manages to find some well, portion of the people that it just... it. It turns out to be a mess. What do the callers say? Robbing Peter to pay Paul, or, right. or something. I mean, that's that's, and that makes sense. You know, if it tax relief is fine, and I, and I think people need it, but it, it seems to me that the legislature, with a lot of these bills that that they're promoting, are saying, okay, we're going to lower residential, but we're going to put this back on whomever. You know, mm-hmm. pick pick a a collection of taxpayers whether it's business or whatever. Someone's got to foot the bill. Right. Instead of just bringing down the tax rate and... That would make entirely too much sense. Right. So. They're, they're going to shift it. Yeah. Not shift the blame, but shift the, shift the payments, yeah. so to speak. And I don't understand that. And I, I don't understand why taxes have gone through the roof over the last few years. I, I don't. And I, the, whole, the whole process of how they're... And we've talked about this before. Like when you're talking residential property taxes, why do my taxes go up based on what's sold down the street? Mm-hmm. That has no bearing on me. Well, I, I know a lot of the reason that people like to think taxes have went up is because of the population growth. And there's people moving here from elsewhere. And that does play a role. Right. But it is not the sole reason is, is why property taxes have went up. To me, I think... It's almost a scapegoat at times, using sure. that excuse, saying, sure. oh, it's those Californians, damn them, coming here and raising property taxes. Mm-hmm. Well, there's more to it than that. But that also that's, goes that's, back that's, to that's the, the, reason, way the reason that those taxes are getting higher is because they're buying these homes at an elevated price, right. and then your taxes go up based on what they paid for their house down So the then street. who's elevating the price? Right. Is, <laughs> is it the people that are paying this? Or is the people that are demanding that price? Yeah. 
Someone's got to step up and accept responsibility. And for everybody's this mess. pointing at everybody else, going, yeah. "This one, this one over here." Did yeah. it. I didn't do it. I know. Did it. Who's on and third? It's a colle- yeah, exactly. And it's a collection of all of this that's contributed to this problem, but nobody wants to fess up and claim it. It, it does sound like the legislature is going to make a legitimate attempt to tackle this problem. I hope so, but because it, it, they it, need to. It sounded like it last year, too, and then everything yeah, just kind it of... it just fell apart. The wheels turned into square blocks. <laughs> the Flintstone mobile lost its yeah. wheels. Right. <laughs> Crazy. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Numbers to call real quick, 674-4443, 5763 if you got something you want to talk about or chime in on what we're saying, doesn't matter. We'll be back on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday after this. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency, LED lighting, or a fire alarm system, or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring, or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Bossholder's President's Day Sale is going on now. Choose from great doorbusters. Recliners start at $345. Four-piece dining sets start at $695. Choose a sofa for $545 or a queen storage bed for just $495. Every piece of furniture is on sale store-wide. Choose from a huge selection of mattresses, bar stools, sectionals, and more. Every single purchase is discounted until this Monday. That's Bossholder's President's Day Sale going on now. Mossholders, furniture is our passion. Brace yourself for some unbelievable financing news from Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. 2.9% financing for up to 72 months on new 2023 and 24 Chevy half-ton Silverados with approved credit from GM Financial. From LTs to Trail Boss up to High Country, Waring's has 16 Silverados on the lot that qualify now. Don't miss out on your chance to experience the wearing way of buying a vehicle. WearingSheridan.com. The Chamber invites you to celebrate excellence in the community during our 25th Awards of Excellence program, February 28th at the Y.O. Theater. We'll celebrate nominees and announce the recipients of the Community Champion, Strength of Sheridan, Business of the Year, and Business Person of the Year Awards. For tickets and information, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org or call 672-2485. The Awards of Excellence are brought to you by the Chamber's community partners with special thanks to the Sheridan Press, Wyo Theater, Nathan Hans Photography, and Sheridan Media. Great news. The oil change special at Midas has gone over so well, it's been extended through the end of February. Buy one oil change, get a second one free to use by March. A perfect deal to share with a family member. With the oil change, Midas gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any problems. If you need further repairs, you can save 50 bucks off a purchase of 400 or more with a new Midas credit card application plus six months, 0% interest. Keeping you safely on the road while saving you money. Midas Tire and Auto and Sheridan. Have you been considering buying or selling real estate? My name is Callie Munsick and I was born and raised in Buffalo. I have years of experience working as a real estate marketing consultant. Let me take my knowledge and passion for real estate to help navigate you through your real estate transaction. 
call me to discuss all of your options or check us out online at buffalorealtyllc.com. Callie at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Ron Richter and Aaron Palmer on uh, speaking about what we're talking about. What are we talking about? We're talking all kinds of things. The Jackson Electric, uh, excuse me, oh, First, the, Northern, the first Bank. Northern Bank of Wyoming poll question. <laughs> what will be the outcome of the Sheridan County Republican Party lawsuit against the four county commissioners? Right. And uh, 77% said uh, nothing. And then 18% said removal of the commissioners and 5% something else and we you said earlier there was over 600 575 votes almost 600. almost 600 crazy i like to round up yeah i'm a half glass full kind of guy mm-hmm. said absolutely nobody ever <laughs> i have a tendency to exaggerate according to my wife but that's a different story we all do though <laughs> embellishment is the uh it's a male thing uh, well, apparently I don't know. Anyway. I know some women that like to embellish as well. So come on now. Let's be fair here. That's uh, true. Okay. <laughs> Before we move on to this, I know we have a caller. We'll get to you in just a second. But we did want to mention yes. this. Um, with the tragic events this week here in Sheridan with um, um, the death of the police officer, there is a benefit account for the homeowner whose home was demolished during the standoff this week. It's been established at First Federal Bank. Um, make checks payable to Carol Hamilton. Checks can be mailed to P.O. Box 6007 in Sheridan, 82801, or dropped off at the at the branch at 671 Illinois Street. That's Illinois Street, Coffeen Avenue. We also have a benefit there uh, for Sergeant Nevada Crinky yep. as well. Not we. First Federal has a benefit there as well. Sure. So you can make them out towards uh, his family, both, you know, we, there are funds for both of them. I understand he's got a, a wife and a, a, a young child, correct? Yep. Wow. Yep. Completely tragic. We still do not know what caused all that. I mean, we, he... They don't know if we'll ever know. Yet. Honestly. Hmm. You don't even know what to say. Yeah. I, at least I don't. I, I don't. Um, all anyway. over a trespass warning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's tough. It's I feel for all the friends and family and the everyone that works in law enforcement. I mean, it's that's and like I said, law enforcement in Buffalo was they were well, I'm sure decimated by this. It's a well. brotherhood. Yeah, I mean, and, and the it, community. I mean, we feel bad for Sheridan too, even though I mean, because Buffalo is an extension of Sheridan. It's it, it's a we're all attached. Well, to yeah, it, it's humanity. Right. I mean, that's just unbelievable. I mean, when it, it, I honestly, when I first found out, it was surreal. Yeah, it was just like, are you what? Yeah, you it was serious? a complete shock. I mean, it was like what? That's horrific. That's yeah, really, no other way to say it. True. Okay, we better get back into this. We have a caller. Uh, caller, you're on the Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah, that that is a very sad situation. Agreed. I feel sorry yeah. for every one involved in that. Um, but 
Oh, I was, yeah, I was listening about the tax, sure. uh, yeah. property tax, and I, I just a couple questions. One is, okay, where did this problem start? Did it start with the state deciding to redo how they did the taxes and then have the tax assessor go in and re-evaluate what their what everybody's property was worth? That's and, my understanding, uh, not meaning to interrupt you, but I, I, I believe that was it, that it, it started with the assessment of the properties. What caused that is the, is the million-dollar question. Um, depending on who you talk to, it, it, there, it could be, you know, like we said, people think, well, you know, it's people coming in and buying houses that are, you know, astronomically overpriced, and that brings the, the taxes up on, you know, the assessed value on your property. It inflates up. the market. Right. And so there's that, but it, it it's, I don't know if the state was really involved in it. I think it was just the assessment of everybody's properties went up because of these these properties being sold at an elevated uh, price, is my understanding. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, well, I, I heard that the state was involved because they... Uh, reformulated how they were going to collect taxes and and then the other thing is um, I was reading I don't know where it was um, that they couldn't address the tax property tax situation because whoever was on the committee uh, they couldn't do it this year because whoever was on the committee didn't get a petition or something in on time. And I thought, oh, now who was on that committee and how convenient was it that they didn't get that on time? So what they can keep on arguing and these representatives can beat on their chest that they've been doing everything they can, which we know is not true. But I heard that now it is pushed. Uh, they can't readdress it for two years. I don't know if that's true, but I'd like somebody that um, knows to if they could answer. That's a good Thank question. You. you bet. Thank you. Um would I be surprised at that? No. I don't know that that's the case. And I, I, we have scheduled interviews with representatives and senators, which we haven't gotten to yet, because obviously it's the first week of the session. But um, Senator Kinski spoke to the Buffalo City Council here a couple of weeks ago, and he floated an idea that he has for a bill um, that makes complete sense. And I, he just basically, he gave a basic explanation of what it was, and it makes sense. Where you, there's an already existing law on the books that you can go back and, and tweak the residential property taxes, blah, 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 on and on and so forth, so you can change how it's assessed without having to 
go through a constitutional amendment and all of these other rigmarole things that you would have to do normally to to get this done. The problem is we have a tiered, we don't have a tiered property tax system in this state. Everybody is, you know, whether it's commercial, residential, whatever, they're all assessed pretty much the same way. So let's put it this, maybe you don't have an answer, maybe you do. Since this is an election year, if this takes place to where there would have to be a constitutional amendment and it would be put on the ballot for the people to vote, would that be on this year's election? Or or do they have to have like, see, I don't know. That's a good question. I I don't know. I don't know if they would have time to do it. I I think that that maybe a special election next year, perhaps, is what it would be, or, or not even next year, but I, I don't know. I think there's still time if they can get, you know, if it's if they pass Something. a law that requires a constitutional amendment, I think they should still be able to get it on this year. This year's ballot in November. Right, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be in the primary. No. It would have to go on the, primary the general. The runoff. Right. So I, I believe there's time, but I'm also not part of the LSO office, so right. I don't I, know. Yeah, it's interesting. Good question. To, I, to I, I don't know... Based on what I've seen with a lot of these uh, bills that have been pushed forward, I don't think there are a lot of them that require a constitutional, constitutional. I think they're actually trying to stay away from that, aren't they? Yeah, because of this issue. I yeah. think they want to get it done this year. And again, getting back to, I think <laughs> it's an election year. So, yeah, we need to get it done what? this year. Is no. it really? So I would imagine that they're looking to get something done. And I'm I'm not kidding. I, we've talked about this before. I think if nothing gets done, there are going to be some people that are not going to be back in the legislature next year. Yeah. I honestly believe that. I think people are just tired. I agree with you. It's just getting worse. And did you see that thing um, on, on Tucker, Tucker Carlson where he was in Russia? Blah, blah, blah. We won't get into the interview. But oh, he was yeah, talking about Putin, right? But he was there, and Putin he went. He <laughs> went to he went to a grocery store in Russia, and this country is under sanctions. Okay, so right. he went through him and his his entourage went through and it's bought bossy. right and bought groceries enough for a week for like a family of four. So they got groceries for right. themselves right. essentially, and they were expecting that. Okay, here's here's a you know bad Russia. And, you know, sanctions and blah, blah, blah. They were expecting to pay through the nose for these groceries and that they were going to have, you know, like the old style Soviet where we're going to have to stand in line for a loaf of bread. That's not the case at all. So they went through and he filmed all this. You trying to tell me the pictures in our history books lied? (laughs) Well, I'm sure that the old Soviet, you know, was right. But it's just nowadays that's not the case. So you have Russia that is under sanctions, world sanctions, and they have just as much of things to choose from in their grocery stores and it, and it ended up being a little over a hundred dollars us is what they paid for these groceries whereas they they thought it would be like close to five hundred dollars right. of us if they had bought these same things in the us isn't that crazy there's a lot of craziness though when you go over to europe i'm not i mean russia's russia i don't want right. anything i don't I just think it's funny that here are our own. Our there own are a lot of Americans <laughs> that go over to Europe and are like, "Really? Yeah, this makes sense. How yeah. come we're not doing this?" And the quality of the food elsewhere. It used to be in this country. You know, we were all brought up to say, "Well, the U.S. has got the best food in the world." Blah blah blah. Well, then why are all of us obese and 
dying of all of these diseases and you go over to preservatives whatever in whatever country and they're they're eating butter and they're eating this and they're eating all the things that we are told not to eat and they're healthier they're not obese yep. and they're not dying of additives of preservatives illnesses. moderation Crazy. you know we we I forgot we have a caller. We, we live in a country of excess. Come <laughs> Do on we now. have a caller? Let us, let no? us go oh, bigger okay. or go home. Come on. Oh, I agree. No, I, yeah, I, that's a good story, though. I didn't know that. I saw a little bit about the interview with uh, Putin and, yeah. and Sucker. And, and Which Putin. was interesting in and of itself. Yeah, well, Putin kind of came out and w- was expecting more harder questions and was like, wow, that guy really had some softballs for me. I <laughs> know. <laughs> 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 But what do you do? I mean, yeah. it, 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 I don't want to defend Tucker Carlson, but what, what do you come at him hard charging and then not make well, your yeah, way home? You're in his country. Let's, <laughs> let's, I mean, that, oh, that's on. a that's a good plan. Let's irritate this guy in his own country it, and I, disappear. The story came out this morning. The the one guy that opposes Putin that was in the uh, died in prison. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it, crazy. Putin's not a nice guy. No, but I don't think he's as bad as what our government is leading us to believe, to be honest with you. I don't know. Yeah. I've never met the guy, but no. well, it just seems. Yeah. Especially when our media is involved in that. I just really have an issue with a lot of things that are said. Well, yeah. Never. Not I, us, but. No, the way. I, I know exactly what you're saying, though. I mean, we, we paint a picture of doom and despair outside of our country, yeah. so we feel better about getting raked over the coals inside our country. Right. And and getting back to the, it's the same old argument where, oh, you're, we're the best country in the world, blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe at one time we were. Actually. Arguably, in, in some ways. But I don't think. Not in education we aren't anymore. <laughs> Come on, man. Open up Facebook or open up any social media and read what people are posting on there. And I don't, How do they get out of high school? I don't blame the teachers one iota. No. It, it, it falls on the responsibility of the students to want to learn. And the parents. Well, the parents are here. Here's this phone or here's this gaming council. That's how you shall raise yourself. When I was growing up, I would ask questions, as all kids do. Yes. And instead, of, and I know that there were a lot of parents that were like, I don't know, get away from me. <laughs> you know, yeah. my parents weren't that way. They were like, Go look it up because we had world book encyclopedias and I had those growing up. So they would say, go look it up. You want to know? Go look it up. But see, they have Google now. Right. So Which, they, yeah, it's it, simpler. It's great, but it's great to a point because are you just looking something up to know it in that moment or are you actually learning it? Mm-hmm. Chances are you're not learning it. Right. Because you'll have to look it up again tomorrow. Right. And the thing about looking in like encyclopedias and whatnot, looking it up, reading it, is that because you put that effort into it, you retain that, or at least I did. I would assume most people would but retain that information because you looked it up and you read it. One of my problems, though, is we put this huge emphasis on education and, and molding our, our kids' minds when they're young and whatnot, and we pay our teachers crap. Yeah. Just abysmal pay. Right. And, and they're being treated like garbage this responsibility in, the, in the classroom. On them. Yeah. We basically say, raise our kids. Yeah. But, but we're not going to really compensate you with that well. If I would have lipped off or done some of the things that kids nowadays do to some of the, oh. I'm not saying here, 
but no, in but you know, it, like it, it, it's, it's, that they do to their teachers. My dad. It's an issue. Wow. I wouldn't have wanted to go home if my dad would have found out. Hey, I'll tell you that. one thing. If I would have lipped off to a couple of teachers, the teacher would have. And I know that's wrong right. and blah, blah, blah. But right. I, I grew up in a different era. Yeah. You know. We both did. If, if you disrespect someone in authority, you're not going to get away with Hell, it. Hell, I didn't even back talk my coach. No? Coaches. I remember, <laughs> like, football practice where I got kind of lippy and my, my football coach gave me one of the assistant coaches, and they took me aside. I ran laps till I threw up. Mm-hmm. I didn't lip off much, bro, after that. The old crunches. <laughs> Get out there and run crunches until you vomit, boy. Yep, exactly. Yeah, just okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right, I guess I... <laughs> we digress. We're going to yeah. have to take a break. We're going to come back and uh, talk about something on this. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday. We'll come back after this. to Jackson Electric and you'll feel the power. If it has anything to do with electricity, anything at all, call Jackson Electric. Commercial, residential, agricultural, it makes no difference. Call Jackson Electric. Jackson Electric does high efficiency LED lighting and fire alarm systems installation. Wiring a home, wiring a business, new electrical service or enlarging existing surface. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. Got trout? Everyone's invited to the Powder River Basin Trout Unlimited Annual Banquet and Fundraiser Saturday, February 24th at the historic Sheridan Inn. Doors open at 6 p.m. with dinner, drawings, and auctions to follow. Win celebrity-guided fishing trips on the Bighorn River, destination fishing trips, and much more. Tickets must be purchased in advance by scanning the QR code on posters around town. Sponsorships are available and all proceeds stay local. For more information, call 307-763-6773. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. This President's Day, make a sound financial choice with Sunlight Federal Credit Union. Elect to start saving with their exclusive President's Day Certificate of Deposit, offering an unbeatable 5.2% annual percentage rate and a fantastic 5.33% annual percentage yield for 19 months. With just a $500 minimum deposit, you can watch your savings grow. Early withdrawal penalties do apply. Visit them today and secure your financial future. Member NCUA, Sunlight Federal Credit Union, building a brighter future together. February is the month of love because when it comes to love, every moment is a gem. Legacy Diamond and Gems invites you to celebrate your timeless bond. Shop their exquisite collection of diamonds and gems, each telling a unique story. You'll find the perfect gift that fits your budget and expresses your love. Legacy Diamond and Gems crafting timeless memories. Visit today and let your love shine brighter than ever at 11 North Main Street in downtown Sheridan. Learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live, and living to serve. This is the motto of the FFA. Let's help them celebrate National FFA Week, February 19th through the 25th. Learn more about FFA from the center pullout section of the February 20th Country Bounty. 
This year's FFA Pullout is proudly sponsored by Heartland Kubota, First Federal Bank and Trust, True Built Builders, Waring Chevrolet, ERA Care Realty, Handos, CB Operations, John Deere, and Range. Jackson Electric Open Line Friday, Aaron Palmer, Ron Richter. Wow, that went quick. We got four, four minutes ish. So, uh, real quick, the commissioner's um, lawsuit. Uh, this week, the trial went on, blah, blah, blah. The judge basically said he's going to take up to or, oh, yeah, I, 30 days I, I to exa- reach exactly a decision. What he said. Usually it's about 30 days. Yeah, and, and I something think he, like that. He wants he to have a decision within 30 days. I know there was some other stuff that they were filing, though, that's due, I think, on Monday, some motions. Really? Or, More? Yeah. yeah. That's how it is in civil litigation. We didn't get this in the trial, so we're going to file it to make sure it's... Anyway, so the a decision is coming. Do you do you still think nothing's going to happen? I think nothing will happen. As far as they won't get removed, right? I mean, they may get a slap on the wrist. Yes, there may be some reprimand, but I just don't. No, I mean, you're opening up a big can of worms with the removal of four and commissioners. And I think that's what a lot of people are saying, is that if this goes forward, it basically opens. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm not one to say maybe maybe that can of worms needs to be opened up. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Right. That's beyond my pay grade. There are other yeah. people that understand that better than me. I just, yeah, I will, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But that's what's coming. Mr. Palmer, what I want to know is how you're a coach of the NFL team and you don't, need the, or you don't know the overtime rules in the biggest game oh, ever. Yeah. How, how is that even possible? How are you the coach of an NFL team and you do not know the overtime rules in the postseason and you're playing in the Super Bowl? How is that even possible? Yeah. And then you fire your defensive coordinator. Talk about a scapegoat. In other words, I don't like Shanahan's kid. Apparently. The, the whole thing, I don't know. Yeah, don't that, that's just, hey, you yeah. know, whatever. That's that's a whole different, but that's incompetence is what that is. That I know is there incompetence. were a lot of people that were pulling for Kansas City and I whatever. I, and, I, didn't, I, don't, I didn't care who won. It was a fun right. game. Yeah, the second half was good. It went into overtime. Yeah. And apparently one team didn't know the overtime rules. And you can look back on this. I saw a lot of things on social media where there were there were people that were getting on there going, look, 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 they didn't call this, they nah. didn't call it. And you get that in every game. I know. And it's going to come down to people are not going to be happy until you have, you know, computers making the calls. You're, you're going to get rid of the human element of the game. Some people would argue that might be the best way to go, but... Well, I always yeah, laugh that people are like, oh, you know, they were holding, and it's like there's holding by the offensive line on every play. I never, I played the game, and I got flagged for holding, and there were times where I looked at them like, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything yeah. different I know. So it's, than I know. So, yeah, I don't How are you the Some coach of, of an NFL team, and you don't know the overtime rules of the postseason? Right. I, I know they're fairly new. This just changed right. recently. But, but how that's you, your job and to how, understand I, that. There's a reason why. What James? How many Super Bowls have they lost in the last decade? The, the Niners? Niners. The Niners. Three, four, three, three, maybe four. Yeah, three. A lot. Anyway, well, the last decade it's two. Well, yeah. and then also he was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta in the biggest collapse in Super Bowl history. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, Shanahan. He's not stacking up a great resume. No, but he wins. He does win. He's okay. kind of turning into an Eagles version of Andy Reid, to be honest with you. Yeah. Wow. Gotcha. But Andy Reid at least knew the rules. <laughs> Touche. Okay, let's 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 wrap things up. Are we wrapping up already? Wow. That did go quick. 
Okay. Well, thanks, Ron. Thanks, Aaron. We will come back and talk about something. Travel safely, man. Next, oh, yeah. Everyone travel safely. Slow it's down out there. It's a slick. mess. Dirce. Talk to you later. Bye. Jackson Electric and you'll see the light. Maybe it's as simple as adding an extra outlet. Maybe it's as detailed as wiring an industrial building. Maybe it's high efficiency LED lighting or a fire alarm system or phone system installation and repair. Maybe it's data system wiring, irrigation wiring or electric motor sales and repair. Commercial, residential, industrial, agriculture, above ground, below ground. Call Jackson Electric and you'll see the light at 1851 North Main in Sheridan. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sport. Tommy, hi. Did you know we have not one but two master certified technicians at Sheridan Honda? We recently added Sam Phelps to the team. Sam is a master certified domestic technician, but actually started his career with Honda Motor Company. It's impressive. And if you have a Honda, our Honda Master Tech, Joel Larson, has probably worked in your car. He's been with us for 15 years and was recently recognized as having one of the highest percentages in the nation for fixed right first time. For all your automotive needs, call Sheridan Honda today. The Advocacy and Resource Center's annual Love Shouldn't Hurt fundraiser is February 16th. Don't miss this opportunity to be entertained by the amazing dueling fun pianos celebrating healthy relationships and helping violent crime victims. The doors of the Caleb Shrine open at 6 p.m. Get your tickets at our Facebook event or stop by the Advocacy and Resource Center. For more information, call 307-672-7471. Shop, donate, volunteer. Ahoy there, mateys. It's Arnold the Pirate speaking to you from the ReStore, where we've been slashing prices of furniture, appliances, cabinets, and items for your yard. We have the best deals on the seven seas, and when you spend your doubloons here, the proceeds go to building homes right here in Sheridan County. So come see us today, the ReStore, 44 Fort Road. Um, what's a pirate's favorite letter? No, it's not the R, it's the C. <laughs> Work for yourself? It's time to make sure your taxes do too. The small biz experts at your local H&R Block will find you every available credit and deduction with 100% accuracy guaranteed. Plus, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. Hi, this is Barb from your locally owned H&R Block office. Stop by 1307 Coffeen or call 672-9787 to see for yourself why it's better with Block. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. CHRblock.com slash guarantees. This week on the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast, there was a big game, if you will, that was played a little bit earlier this week. Some would probably call it Super. Yeah, that game, we're going to recap the whole thing from commercials to the halftime show to the game itself. We're going to go through everything. And that's pretty much it, because what else is going on? Weekend Sports Wrap Podcast, Big Game Wrap Up, wherever you get your podcasts or on sharedmedia.com.